Welcome to Portal to Ascension Radio. Together we will embark on a journey of awakening and exploration. I'm your host and the founder of Portal to Ascension, Neil Gore. Since 2008, we have been dedicated to providing a stream of awareness on a range of empowering and consciousness-raising topics. Through our events, webinars, conferences, retreats, and workshops, we bring together a community of researchers, spiritualists, archaeologists, consciousness explorers, and other experts who share their knowledge and insights. Our platform serves as a resource for discovering the ancient origins of humanity, unraveling the truth of the extraterrestrial presence, holistic wellness, exposing hidden truths, and expanding our awareness beyond the third dimension. On our YouTube channel, you will find full-length presentations and interviews that dive deeper into all you experience on this podcast. Search for Portal to Ascension on YouTube. On Portal to Ascension Radio, we feature captivating discussions, interviews, and presentations. Our guests are all featured on our website, portaltoascension.org, where you can sign up to receive free access to hundreds of presentations covering that diverse awareness we explore. Portal to Ascension Radio is here to guide you on this extraordinary quest as we shift into the next octave of existence. We appreciate and love you. Let's get into today's discussion. Hello, hello. Welcome, everybody. This is Neil with Portal to Ascension. Welcome back to Portal to Ascension. So good to be here with you all. And I am extremely excited today. And um, not too many announcements in the beginning today because I want to get into the meat of the conversation and really have this discussion because it's one of my favorite topics. And um, not only is the whole question of extraterrestrial presence, non-human intelligences, what technology has been used, one of my most um, treasured, I would say, passions, but it's so relevant right now. What's going on in the world with the fact that Congress has now been, I would say, read into the fact that there has been a reverse engineering UFO reverse engineering crash retrieval for over almost 100 years, the first one dating back to 1933. And I actually watched an interview today with Joe Rogan and David Grush that happened a couple of days ago where he was saying that the first actual UFO crash retrieval that you know was retrieved by the U.S. government, just talking about the U.S. for, um, for a moment here, actually could have been before 1933, but the cases before 33 were not actually allowed to be discussed and um, basically sent out to the public like David Grush has been doing with all the other information, including the 1933 crash retrieval that happened in Italy right before World War II, if you guys haven't heard about this one. And after World War II was over, right towards the end, the U.S. went in there and actually took that craft and brought it back to the U.S. So this information is coming out on a level that I had hoped for, but it's really happening. Everything that we've been discussing for so long, that's been, um, that a lot of people were considered fringe and a lot of people were ridiculed for this information is coming out. So I'm excited because within the next few years, I feel we're going to get to a world where everybody's going to realize that we're not alone in the universe, not just, oh, it makes sense. This is a big universe. How could we be alone in it? But actually the reality that these beings and these craft have been visiting us, not only for the last hundreds of years, but thousands, thousands of years, and actually could be connected to not only to our galactic ancestry, but the seeding of humanity. So today I'm going to be bringing on Tim Tactics in just a minute here. And Tim, just a little bit about Tim really quick. 
He is a governance expert from Europe. For almost a decade, he worked as a tactical advisor with the covert governance sector in Europe, which aims, among other things, to understand the missions and strategies of non-human intelligences on our planet and beyond. He has had face-to-face -face sightings with so-called exotic life forms, beings not from this earth. He also reports on his numerous experiences with advanced technologies behind closed doors and shares his insider knowledge from 10 years of work in undisclosed projects, especially on the topic of the current disclosure. His deep understanding of the mysteries of the universe comes from his extensive context. And Tim, this is the first time that Tim's coming onto our platform here. Well, he was actually part of an event we did with Emery Smith, Richard Dottie, and David Adair. But this is the first solo interview, one of two. And we're actually going to be having Tim on Portal to Ascension um, doing a webinar pretty soon. So I'm going to share that with you just in a little bit after we get into the interview. And Tim is also going to be at our conference in Glastonbury next year, which is September 27th, 28th, 29th ascensionglassbury.com so he'll be doing a workshop online in april and then he'll be at a conference in glastonbury and not only speaking at the conference but offering a post-conference workshop as well so this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship i would say in which we're going to be working together quite extensively and today we get an opportunity to really dive deep into some of tim's work so let's go ahead and bring you on tim tim you with us I am. Thank you very much, Neil. It's an honor to be here. And um, hello, YouTube. It's an honor to be here with you too, brother. And I'm excited for this conversation. I've been, you know, we've been going back and forth anticipating this conversation because we had pushed it back a few times. But um, this topic is just so massive. And I love the fact that you're coming from a different approach than just the conventional U.S. government approach, which is pretty much the common information that's out there. So I'd love for you just to start out with like, who are you? Let's start from the beginning. Let's start with, like, as a, as a child growing up, was this something that you were into? And then what really happened in order to get you into these projects in the first place? What was the process for that to even occur? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, so, no, I've never been really into ufo ufology. So um, up to this day, I haven't read a lot of uh, books on it. Um, and I'm, I was quite surprised because there's quite a lot of interesting information out there, uh, which I could confirm, uh, but I wasn't aware that it's actually out in the public. Um, so basically what I'm, where I'm coming from is like a conventional governance uh, background, which means um, dealing with public diplomacy, um, policy and different political uh, political backgrounds so um, and that actually led me into certain unacknowledged projects uh that was more and more about um the the ufo uh, subject and that took many many years so it wasn't like uh as many people might think that it, uh you apply for something like that but it's something that used to happen for many many years so the recruitment used to be uh in my case for almost five years um before i really you know went down the rabbit hole deeply and that kind of changed uh as we all know the u.s under trump uh had um has now you know opened up and um funded the uh the space force uh We've seen. I'm not quite sure if that is popular, you know, uh, popular knowledge. But um, 
uh, we have space forces all around the world. The Germans have one, the British, the Russians, the Chinese, uh, official ones, you know. So um, this has been brought out of the, the shades uh, and one of the many reasons for the disclosure, and we're going to talk about that. I'm super excited about it. And it's a really interesting time and really interesting subject. One of the many, many reasons for that is to make the recruitment process a lot easier. So people can now really officially apply for the Space Force uh, in different countries and get into the subject quite quickly. So, but you're saying that these Space Forces are more conventional, right? That That is accepted by the mainstream. Is there a deeper, um, not always darker, but is there a, a deeper version of it, like the secret space program? And maybe now that they've made it kind of conventional and created the Space Force and started talking about UFOs, maybe they're merging those two worlds together. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. So basically for the American side, and that is true for the European side as well, um, we know that in the middle of the Second World War, things increased, sightings increased. Um, the appearances of crafts of UFOs increased by a lot. No wonder, right? Uh, the world was uh, at a transitional stage. We're not alone in the universe. We're not alone. We are connected with each and every dot because the universe itself is a singularity. So there was a lot of attention to the planet. And um, the situation was such that the intelligence systems 80 years ago, um, these systems weren't as sophisticated as they are today. Uh, so basically a lot happened manually, like in the old James Bond movies. So um and and people were kind of confused. They they you know didn't know what was happening. Uh, so basically, the 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 level of secrecy, the way that it uh, been you know uh, brought forward to other people was just very different. Um, right. And that kept on going. So we basically uh, this is a term like um, that was brought up in this particular space, which is a breakaway. Uh, society, a breakaway societal part. So we are talking, and, and many presidents talked about that too, we are talking about a system that you know, went into secrecy and into independence, away from the governmental overlook um, and more into secrecy. And the recruitment process, as far as I can you know, uh, say that, uh, has used to be very, very complicated. Very many, many background checks, many, many, many years of really slowly uh, approaching people um, without even them knowing. Uh, and that is especially true for the European side, but also for the American side where um, a lot of these programs were even more secret than what we're dealing with on the European side. So what were we dealing with on the European side? Can you walk us through the process kind of, of what was, who approached you to be in these programs? You said that you were in government for quite some time before that, correct? And then was there, um, did a, an officer or a higher up come up to you and say that there's this position open there? What actually moved you over in, into UFOs first, right? But, and then how soon after the UFOs did you even start finding out about extraterrestrial life? Oh, it wasn't about UFOs in the beginning, interestingly enough. So um, I, I want to be quite vague here because I do, you know, confirm to certain 
rules um, that I'm, you know, still, uh, you know, still applying to. But um, the the process itself is that I applied for a regular. I was I was recruited while I was still in the university, so fairly young, eighteen, and um, I was brought into certain, you know, a regular a regular um, uh, work. And um, by the time, you know, certain certain incidents have kept happening, you know, so diving more and more and, and uh, into the subject, uh, which, you know, was just like uh, certain documents, you know, you, you get a pile of documents, right? So governance isn't always, uh, you know, the super, uh, super, super, um, you know, super... Exciting exciting right exciting things so uh, sometimes you have to do with a lot of documents and that was especially in my earlier career so and sometimes just documents happen to to land on my desk you know that that could be relevant for the work i was doing so for example looking into some of the cases uh historical cases for example so um for one one instant was um the greek society so one of these doc very early documents was stating uh, that um, and was a primary source document, which is, you know, a document that comes from the time and deals with the uh, statements of people at that time. And these people in Athens were saying that they are, you know, they were openly discussing and talking about that uh, they were... Um, beings of reptile origin reptile appearance that were living among them and some of them were um some of the high buildings were credited to these people because they were the ones who were you know owning these places these temples building these temples and so on and that is something very early on you know so so basically it's something that i you know read and um you don't always think like, uh, yeah, that's that's shocking news, you know. That you you might think, okay, that is that might be a perspective of someone at that time. It might be uh, a little folk folklore in some kind of way, uh, because we do have these evidences all around the world. The Japanese, the 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 Maya, the um, South South American people, um, Egyptians, they all are talking about these these beings, these other beings, you know, they even have statues. And sometimes we look at these things and we say like, hey, yeah, they're like super creative, you know, it's not like something that they take from the reality. So this is the process that people like me have been uh, going went through in some kind of way and then you know it goes deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole right so does germany have a secret space program and in i'm making the comparison not like a program where they're just studying the the subject and maybe that is the case but you know the claims that have been made in the u.s is that there's a secret space program for example the navy has their own program the air force have their own program there was a story about the Air Force making it to the end of our solar system, and they found a Navy spacecraft there. And since it's so compartmentalized, they completely uh, had no idea that the other one had actually made it and had the technology to get there. So I'm curious to know what your take is on that story. And is it something similar going on in Germany? Oof, I don't know if I'm the right one to answer that at this very moment. But yeah. um, I would clearly say that there, I mean... 
there are clearly around the world secret organizations that have a lot of knowledge. And that is where this term breakaway societal parts comes from. It means that certain, and you know, I think Eisenhower talked about this and, and certain other presidents too. And, and they said, uh, there are groups that seek for independence, uh, you know, in certain fields. And uh, we even have companies, and, and that is something remarkable, I guess. We have companies around the globe that have more knowledge than, you know, common companies, usual companies. So there, this is the interesting thing about it, that we have societal parts that know what it's ha what's happening. And then we have the majority of people uh, who, um, yeah, who might be on the standpoint of thinking, yeah, it's a huge universe, and somewhere out there, of course, there's life, uh, but the reality is, um, yeah, there's there's a a strong network. What was the? Do you can you share the name of the organization? Was were you working for the government or is this specific program? for it and when did it start or any of those things that you might be able to answer oh so okay so there are some things that i'm you know not so okay what they did is um the idea i need to i need to answer that a little uh, in the history of what happened yeah. so um the world itself is going through a change and we are going to talk about that probably in a minute which which comes from the fact and all of you might have heard that um, the Chinese colleagues talked about it. The Earth core came to a stand. stand. It even reverts, reverted its motion. Um, yeah. We are talking about uh, magnetic field changes of the planet and so on. So that is true and it's happening. And the solar activities are increasing. And we, we can talk about that in a minute uh, because I think it's super relevant too. But um, the thing is, this is known for quite a long time, at least 15 years. So um, we are going through this process of a global uh, environmental change moment. And um, yeah, so so basically, there is a need to adjust to this uh, environmental change. And that made it necessary in order to, you know, to bring forward uh, this disclosure uh, context. And I would, I would say, and it's no surprise, I guess your audience knows that, but uh, everything we see follows a certain guideline, right? So it's not random events that happen, but it's more like uh, a way to, to prepare people for what's, what's happening. And we can also go into that. Um, so one of the major issues was that uh, governance and especially the the um, administrational side is quite blocked by its own strict bureaucracy. That is something, you know, uh, that is, um, it's always a problem. Uh, policy and, and uh, politics uh, react quite uh, slowly. We in in science we talk about seven years. Uh, so basically, an event that happens will draw a reaction of politics uh, in that will happen in seven years, which is which is nuts, right? So, um, and this is the the normal bureaucracy, the normal speed of how administrational uh, governance works. 
So what they did is they came up with the term and the idea of independent, so-called independent field operators, which means basically, which means that the Pentagon and different other, other authorities have changed their policy uh, for people that worked in these fields in order to come forward and speak about things uh, while still having them in a realm of, um, you know, easily being um, neglected in some kind of way. So that is a strategy. And also the responsibility of what is being shared uh, is fully on the side of these people that share something. Um, and yeah, that is that is what happens. And that makes a lot of the releases and a lot of the stuff that we are talking about quite possible right now. Right. So that for the U.S., that makes it quite possible. Right. And then how does it work for for you? Because, you know, I want to speak about David Gresh now in the next few questions. And he said that he has the security office that he submits things to. And if they approve that he can say it, he can say it. And then the question is, well, if if that's the case, why don't they say you can say this stuff? Because this is kind of, um, you know, um, exposes them. And he goes, well, it's kind of a catch-22 because they're just there to approve whether I can say something or not. And if they say you got to redact it, that proves that that... Um, program might actually be um, actually have been in existence you know and maybe shows that they're liable for that so how does it work for you uh, that's an interesting question so um, that comes down to the the the, the um, law part of, of what happens uh, of what's happening in the US so basically a whistleblower is someone who accuses the governments of misdeeds um, and Within this, they have to perform a, a formal request, and they are protected under certain, uh, you know, measures. And um, then they have certain instant um, instances that are actually telling them what they can release and what not. So that is very true to Grush, and Grush is someone who is speaking to the mainstream, um, which I'm not doing. I'm I'm not doing that. I'm still in the realm of um, being easily deniable, and that is good. So I'm 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 not going going mainstream with what I'm what I'm doing because the idea of governance is that you act uh, adequately to the target group, which means that you define actually target groups that needs to be uh, informed in different ways, and that is not only true within like a national context, but it's also true in a supranational context and in uh, religious and cultural context too and within one of these major groups you can have different subgroups too uh that means that you know certain people and i'm absolutely convinced that you know from from what i know from you and what i know from the people that watch uh, portal to ascension these are very advanced people you guys are very advanced people you you care about what's happening you care about the subject and you are open minded so basically yeah. these people are very well prepared already in many ways they might need someone uh, like me to connect all the dots uh and then have like this moment where it makes like oh wow Oh my God! Now my life and everything, everything on this, in the history of this planet, makes so much sense, and and that changes my reality. But then you have millions of people that 
clearly have no idea what's happening. And these people, two or three years ago, they were like, no way, there's no UFO. You know, they came from a from a policy that made the subject, uh, as you as you basically said perfectly, um, uh, ridicule uh, something to ridicule. So um, there are different target groups and different people that speak to different people. And Grush is someone yeah. who's answering the Congress and he's answering mainstream media. He's also putting a lot of pressure on the European side. I gotta say this um, because. He, of the releases uh in the french press that he came he brought forward uh that's not me i'm i'm here to to help individuals and help very advanced people to be even more advanced and to be the stabilization and the the um the you know the 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 balancing field of our reality that's that's what i do yes and so that's something we'll talk about towards the end which is the next step how to prepare consciousness what does consciousness have to do to it do with it and that's what you do with your workshops you take it to the next level and i feel the missing link you know there's a lot of questions that congress has when i watch them that you know when david grush says i don't know and it's almost like the answer can be oversimplified the one word consciousness ascension spirituality frequency it was more than one word but all within that field you know so it's interesting that there are those like you that have been a part of these programs, you know, uh, boots on the ground, if you will, really in these programs there, and then are talking about the next level of how to prepare. So we'll, again, we'll get to that later, but I want to kind of see what that process was for you. But for right now, I want to ask you another question about uh, what Gresh had said recently. He had said that when, um, I don't know if you know anything about the 1933 crash that happened in, um, in Italy, right? So it was right before World War II, for those of you who have not heard about it, right before World War II, Mussolini retrieved this crash, um, UFO, and um, the Germans came in and, you know, checked out checked out what Mussolini had. And David Gresh said on Joe Rogan a few days ago that there was some sort of collaboration between the Germans and the Italians for this um, UFO, that that could have actually been one of the founding parts of them becoming allies before World War II. I'm just curious about what your take is and all that. Oh, that's so fascinating. It's really fascinating. Um, so something that we need to take into consideration is that this interview is going live on YouTube. Uh, and uh, some of the information that I'm able to share with everyone when we're doing the workshop behind uh, the portal of Ascension wall, uh, there will be a lot more to say and a lot more dots to connect. Um, but let me say this, um, G Europe, Germany especially, used to be one of the countries that looked into the subject of intelligent consciousness in the 1920s earlier than any other country ever before. So um, the 1920s used to be a very significant decade for Germany where they really dived into that matter. They were aware of uh, a lot of the consciousness effects, uh, dived into that, you know, made it science too. So nothing to ridicule, but they really looked into that. And you can see that at that time, uh, quantum uh, uh, science and nuclear science, uh, that was the, the the major point of awareness. The the capital of that used to be Germany. 
Um, and Germany at that time, and you know, uh, about the story of Germany, it, it um, you know, shifted in a lot of ways. Um, and, um, you know, certain groups uh, took over Germany and they, they were quite interested in uh, what's happening too. So, and, and this is normstream knowledge that they were doing excursions to Tibet, Tibet. They were going to Egypt. They were going to, uh, they were looking into these subjects. They were especially looking into uh, some of the northern, uh, like Sweden, Norway uh, and such. And, and we're looking into that too. Um, after all, they also went into Antarctica. It's a huge, huge topic. We need to talk about that behind closed doors too. Um, but but these these groups actually were were very aware of the possibilities. They were were very aware of consciousness and the effects of consciousness way before everyone else. No one had a thought about uh, you know splitting the atom at that time, but German scientists. Uh, they were looking into the effects of consciousness way before the CIA th did this. And we know that the CIA looked into consciousness effects too in the 70s, right? These, these documents are public. We know that, uh, you know, remote viewing has been a thing. But the Germans at that time, uh, they were utilizing that. There's a, a special department from at the Navy, German Navy, that was utilizing remote viewing 20 years before everyone else in order to find uh, sh uh, British ships. So that is the reality. That is the reality. Uh, and, and people were, you know, very uh, concerned, but also very confused about how uh, on point these predictions were. I mean, I'm talking about, uh, you know, uh, people that were at, at war with uh, Germany at that time, they were very confused. How do the no Germans know that? Mm. Um, so these things happened. Um, the, the SS actually looked into the subject very much too. And um, I'm, you know, resisting a bit to talk about this more. And, there, you know, we can go into that in the workshop, but there's a huge topic on that too. They had a department that was actually looking into UFO subjects way before everyone else was doing that. You know, the CIA was founded, uh, I think, July 1947. We are talking uh, 33. So way before everyone else. And 1947, the only reason why the CIA was, was uh, founded was Roswell, right? Corona, Corona. New Mexico is where the craft crashed uh, into the the desert of New Mexico, and um, you know the the way that intelligence worked at that time, uh, it may it was necessary, it was required to actually have more connected intelligence departments, and that's why they came up with the CIA. Uh, central intelligence ag agency it's all so clear it's all so clear you also, also just need to to connect the dots so but the germans were into that subject way before that uh 10 15 years 20 years ahead um and yeah i think it's a it's a interesting chess move for um grush to put some pressure on the european side because the, the the disclosure topic is a global thing 
it's it's happening it's um uh, it's increasing it's getting more rapid and things are getting more rapid sightings are more incidents are increasing and happening more and more ever before and um the european side always used to be a little you know uh resistant in in some kind of way and a little slow and uh, i think that's a that's a interesting move to just say like hey i can't talk about our own ufos but um the italians you know? so well the, the whole thing was that the u.s government went in at the end of the war and took the craft right oh yeah you know, and i've heard from quite a few people that's been been on portal to ascension now that um the europeans i don't know maybe this is a u.s arrogance but the the europeans are waiting we're waiting for the u.s to disclose because they have a chokehold on disclosure and that was kind of why the Europeans were a little slower. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's something that I don't wouldn't say on YouTube too. But um, so the way that supranational um, connections work in this world is that at the moment we have certain alliances, but we also have certain in interdependencies, um, you know, that make European countries kind of you know looking towards the u.s uh for certain uh actions you know so and that right. happens and and um yeah so so it's it's it seems like the european side is a little uh a little more has this has this done than the u.s wants them to be and and putting a li little bit more of pressure onto them as seems to be like the move <laughs> right yeah so be before we continue here, I just want to take a pause and just talk about your workshop for a second, because you said a few times that you're not airing it out for the public on YouTube where probably anybody can pick up on it. So there's certain things you're going to go into deeper on in your workshop. And for those of you who just tuned in, so this is the first of two interviews that Tim and myself are doing on YouTube. We have another one next month. And then Tim is also going to be doing a webinar, I'll screen share in a second, on April 20th on Portal to Ascension, and he's oh, April 6th, excuse me, and he's also going to be at our conference in Glastonbury, England, in September of next year. So, Tim, could you maybe just take a few moments and just share, you know, what people can expect from your event, from your webinar? Yeah, absolutely. It's my, uh, my uh, especially Glastonbury is my very first uh, live conference, which is really, I'm uh, uh, really awesome. excited for that, too. Um so what what they can expect is uh, we have 70 years of unacknowledged extraterrestrial contacts. And again, we talked about this. The planet itself is going through a change moment. You might have heard uh, in the news that uh, the Earth core has stopped. You have heard about the... Um, you've heard about the, the increase of solar activities. If you haven't heard about it, Google it. Google it. It's true. Um and you've also heard about the magnetic changes. Uh, you might have realized, maybe, maybe not, that the governments, uh, governments all around the world are preparing people by these video clips, right? Like uh, certain commercials. Uh, please, uh, you know, be prepared for whatever might happen. And people people come to me and say like, hey, what, what, what are they talking about? What event are they talking about? And there is a huge cosmic event that is, that is, uh, that is 
inevitable in, in many ways because the, the solar system, and we're going very much into cosmology right now. And, and uh, I, I know it's a lot, but the thing is the, the planet itself is not only spinning around the sun. The sun is not fixed. Many people might think, yeah, the star, the major star here in our universe is actually a fixed star. Um, the thing is, the, the 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 sun itself is moving too, and we have spiral movements. So cyclically, planets and the solar system go through certain changes, through certain highs, ups and downs, peaks, and so on. And these happen certain fifteen thousand, twelve thousand, five hundred to fifteen thousand years ago. Um, we all might have known, uh, you know, some stories from the the. The old civilizations that used to be here on the planet, humanity is not the the first civilization that is here. It's the, it has been inhabited, and a lot of these buildings, temples, and astonishing architecture is remaining here. And these beings disappeared, you know, just just gone. And the question is, where where did they go? And I'm 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 happy to talk about that. the The thing is, there's going to be a major event. Um, and for that, to understand what's happening, it's also necessary to understand where we come from, what has been hidden from the world for so long. And again, it's not my job to prepare the masses. And I'm, I'm convinced that people uh, on your channel are not the you know, usual uh, uh, watchers of the news. Also, these are very advanced beings that deserve to know what's happening. And they they can be prepared and must be prepared in a better way, in a sophisticated way. And I'm, I'm very happy to do so. So what we are talking about is the history of the last 70 years and then also making the shift to what is happening. Because the thing is, consciousness is on the rise on this planet. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So it seems that from all the information coming out now, I would say that people in this community in the know that have been following it for a couple decades, it looks like that we've been interacting with ETs for a while. And now it's it's being proven, I would say, that that different governments have not only retrieved bodies of ETs, but actually alive extraterrestrials and maybe even started communication with them and interaction with them. And so the title of this interview is decoding non-human missions. So that's a very interesting title because it's not just saying that um, you know you were interacting with extraterrestrials or whatever. I want you to speak about exactly what you were doing. But what do you mean by non-human missions? Is there a mission that these beings have, and are, are they um, imposing an agenda that they have on humanity? What what came up from you while you were in these programs? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so the interesting, and and there are so many depths to that, and 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 it's really eye opening. It's really eye opening, and we can can only go to the surface of that. But remember that the universe is a singularity. It's a singular life form. We all need to take that into consider into consideration. Just as much as our body is consisting of different layers of life forms if you look deeper into our body uh we will find traces of other forms of life that happen to roam around uh quite autonomously uh we will see that uh and even deeper and deeper and deeper we find these fractal layers of existence and the thing is that the planet itself is 
not in a um you know isolated position the the species on this planet is not in an isolated position at all it means that everyone here is actually connected to the singularity that all of us are so um moments of shift and i want to be very careful here but moments of shift can be stressful because change can be stressful because and that is something the universe wants right uh the universe time at times you know goes through stress in order to you know stretch and to adjust and to force something into a new form and that is what's happening consciousness is is happening and we divide that into certain class classification to certain classes of consciousness and a life environment such as the earth can host certain life forms up to certain levels of consciousness Uh, on this planet, we have life forms uh, from level one to level four consciousness, and we can talk about whatever that means. But the thing is, the more the planet moves and the whole solar system uh, moves, it moves towards an area of more information per cubic meter uh, of location so basically the the data the data flow is actually increasing it gets more dense and that means a lot more information is going on uh, is is happening on the planet and these beings are aware of what's happening these and and i'm not talking about beings in in a way that they are separated from us but there are other uh interdependencies between a lot a lot lot lots of life forms out there many of them took the time that they have to prepare for the the event so not only earth is going through this cosmic event but the whole solar system and beyond all shift happily right mm -hmm. so uh which we can talk about too which is um an in initiative that i started on on instagram and youtube Uh, which means that we connect our minds together and create something. Um, but the idea is that uh, the universe itself wants to prevent itself from having traumatic experiences because trauma means that the universe is shaking into uh, into a tension that that brings the universe down in its evolution it's the de de-evolution uh, in that kind of case so a lot of these species have an interest in you know guiding the planet a lot of the situations a lot of the sightings that we see a lot of the ufos and a lot of these uh military officials that are reporting on uh ufos around nuclear weapons for example Uh, we know that there is an interest, you know, there's an interest in, uh, in, you know, in observing what's happening on this planet. We also know that not, not a single nuclear weapon has ever been uh, successfully exploded in space. That's a true reality. And there were attempts. We have hundreds of nuclear blasts on this planet, but not a single one outside of this. So there is an interest um and and not all of them are you know again it's the universe it's diverse in many many ways we have agendas all over the place there are some beings that have different and other agendas 
but a lot of those beings and those civilizations that are interested in in helping do that because because they know that there's a singular life form a singular flow of life that connects us in this quantum universe to everyone and every other point of existence uh too mm. so have you met any of these beings or have you seen bodies or actually had interactions conversations that's an interesting take um for youtube <laughs> uh mm -hmm. So yeah, there are there are um, contact scenarios. There are contact scenarios, and uh, contacts have taken place for many many years too. Uh, so one of the you know is that is widely spread around the universe. Uh, is commonly known in in you know popular 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 science and and um, you know um, in well in which is you know the the so called grace. Uh, so these beings are very in contacting governmental bodies and very interested in um, you know bringing forward their uh, vision of what the the universe uh, should look like. But then again, there are also experimental things happening, which I can detest uh, and, and say that it's true, which is um, a form of interfrequential communication. Uh, and these beings are usually forms of existence that resonate very much with us, cannot be displayed on the reality that we are perceiving right now, but they are coming from a much higher um frequential realm of existence um and one of these experimental lives we have contact contacted um i translated that into uh, from german into english as being six, um because it it resides at, uh, at the level six uh, realm of reality and consciousness which is a an enormous realm it's an enormous realm of consciousness where each one of us will someday uh evolve to to um and and that is that that was a beautiful encounter because a lot of the knowledge and philosophies that we have on this planet um was confirmed for me at that time and it was really just a a place of um neutral love if that makes if that ever makes sense if that ever makes sense it's not a love that is because we do do you divide certain species in invasive species and then we have species that are you know more uh more guiding and more um observing and and so there are different different classifications for for that and and being six was just one of the the most beautiful events in my life i would say Because it really, it's really uh, all paradoxes have been solved. Everything that troubles us at at this realm of existence, um, we are living outside on the edge of uh, of light, and we are experiencing some 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 chaotic moments. And some of the paradoxes here might be, you know, experienced as challenging. Uh, and we've all been there. We've all been there. But just to communicate and and have the awareness that there are aspects of the universe that have solved this already for us, and all we do is like evolve into that, 
and being guided and that's just it's just oh that's so beautiful yeah amazing and you know what you shared about neutrality and um a loving neutrality that that resonates you know we're doing a conference in a few months called divine neutrality so all day event on what that means and it's almost like at the place of neutrality you're in essence harmonious you're in a place of harmony and i don't like to look at it as a hierarchy as higher dimension lower dimension it's disharmony compared to harmony and with neutrality you don't come from a reactory place where you're immediately getting triggered and responding you're coming from a place that really can tune in to what is better for all of creation so um you know having that interaction with those beings and feeling that would you say that many of these beings that are interacting with us are like that or there's some more like um you know nefarious agendas out there or even some positive agendas where they're imposing a positive agenda based on their past experiences that were negative what kind of range of agendas do we have that's going on oh my god that's a beautiful question neil um so let's go into into the science that you know was associated with these projects uh we classified certain stages of consciousness and i'm always saying that all models are wrong some are useful so the model of consciousness means that over time we are accumulating more and more information consciousness means that we uh experience things so consciousness um means being very experienced, means uh, accumulating information, means accumulating data. So basically, at this very high level of level six consciousness, these beings have gone through a lot, a lot of information, a lot of experiences, much more than, you know, one lifetime, much more than a human could ever think of. It's it's incredible. And being six itself was a collective, which means it's consisting of individuals, it's in it's consisting of civilizations, it's consisting of um of other forms of consciousness to hive consciousness and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's um what we called a mindset being, which is something that we Uh, where we all agree upon certain uh, inevitable uh, realities. When we all do agree upon that, we form a certain field where we all stick together. That is even true at this stage of consciousness too. So every one of us agrees that we stand on solid ground. We're not falling, right? We're, even though mostly everything is empty space. So there's no uh, no physical in quantum science. If you look into the atoms, there's much more more space, uh, and it it could happen that you know we fall right through the earth, but we don't. We don't. And the reason for that is um, a concept that is not. I think it's not in in mainstream science today, which is mental gravitation. It means that we all agree upon a certain preset of rules that make up our reality. Uh, and the interesting thing for me is that the higher we go in experience, the more we realize that we are all one. We are all connected. We are all one. We are a singular life form. And we all agree upon certain, uh, so certain mindsets. For example, we want life to be livable right we want that because otherwise we do not have a reason for simulating all of this we wouldn't have a reason so yeah. uh 99 of 
all beings in the whole universe are part of being six. And this is such a large number that is unbelievable, incredibly large. Uh, and all these beings are very, very benevolent and very, very positive at this stage of consciousness. So if you're talking about agendas, the more we go into duality, which means that we experience life as separated, which is which is great. You, We can have discussions, right? You and I can talk here and other aspects of the same life form, loved aspects, um, very appreciated aspects are, you know, watching this. It's awesome. It's great. Uh, but it also comes with certain challenges and certain moments of decide where you decide, right? Where you can, where you have to decide how to, how to experience life and how to, um, how to go through these moments. And with each new decision that you take, and if they are consistent, you move forward in consciousness. So one decision is, you are now watching this. You are now dealing with all these information that I'm giving you. The question is, you know, can you integrate that? When you can integrate that, it's awesome. It's great. Because then you can make a new step into, you know, a higher consciousness, into you learn something. And so, but at times, and we all experience that, at times uh, the world comes with people you know, that, you know, might be confronting, might be, you know, uh, militarized in some kind of way. So some of these agendas that you were referring to happen on the, you know, less experience and more duality levels of consciousness. And um, yeah, so, so while we recite in this realm, there might be beings non-terrestrial beings too that have just bad intentions and i could go into that because this planet especially has gone through thousands of years of alteration modification and manipulation from outside resonating with a lot of the beings that are ho hosted on this planet too so a lot of the humans resonate with what came from outside and what was meant to bring down the evolution of humanity. And thank God we are at the point where we are removing a lot of the so-called installation and making it up to a point where we can shift happily together. And I'm, I'm more than happy to be a part of that and to be one of those who can, you know, uh, connect these dots. So, yeah. Yes. You know, I'm really enjoying this conversation, Tim. This is beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> Me too. You're, you're speaking my language for sure and just hitting so many, um, you know, so many nails on the head with just the information and how this awareness and being in these programs took you into this greater understanding. And I'm sure you're going to be talking more in detail on your webinar, at your post-conference workshop, not only about the agendas and the beings that you connected with, but what I want to end this with, which is the solutions, right? So I think maybe on the next part, um, next show we do next month, we'll talk more about earth changes and solar activities. But I would love for you to, from your own experience and feelings, what do you feel that we have in store for us ourselves as humanity as we move forward? And are we going to be interacting with these beings? You know, are we going to be trading, visiting them? What is the world that we have in store for us? My God, yeah, absolutely. 
um, we are on a pathway. And, um, I, you know, my position, and that is the reason why I don't go mainstream, non-stream, uh, in order to, you know, tell people what is, uh, you know, to prepare them that most most of the people who are watching this know for sure that we are not alone in this universe and that we find life forms everywhere, right? So my part on this is to prepare those who are already prepared and need, you know, a certain kickstart to just connect the dots and to be fully prepared for a comfortable shift because again the planet itself is shifting in consciousness and you can see that when you go on instagram you will see a lot of the it's it's not even happening to uh, to it's not only happening to humanity it's happening to animals too you will see a lot of interesting videos where dogs are pressing buttons right where they communicate with their um i don't want to say owner but with their fellow human so uh, all this is happening it's happening so my i consider my job to to really connect to these aspects uh that are able to connect the dots that are able and capable of making this shift in consciousness a happy shift and something you know uh, neil i'm i'm on 80 episodes in gaia uh something that i came up uh very early was just this mantra right so something that i came up with was um just if you if you do not have you know if you want to do something for yourself but also for the others uh other aspects of yourself be realize that we are all together here and you are creating your energetical field your reality too so something that i advised people to do is just five minutes take five minutes before bedtime and speak into existence and i gave this mantra which which is all shift happily now so just right just take these five minutes and make your intention clear to the universe to yourself that you expect your shift to be a happy shift and um we are doing that i'm i'm on instagram i hope you don't mind if i say that it's um go ahead thank, thank you so much so it's uh tim.tactics uh on instagram tim.tactics i would really really be happy to see some some faces from from here uh there too we do these bi-weekly meditations where we you know really prepare people uh it's also and also i'm sharing a lot of information there too and we are creating community because uh again we talked about mental gravitational effects which means when we enter this world million people have already set up certain rules and some of the rules might be very alien to us right um but we are able to change a lot of the rules and some of these rules that you know have been set up in this world make no sense they need to be modified they need to be changed in order to strive forward so something that we do is just connect to this reality field on instagram something we do and we bring in this mantra we bring in our energy because we are we are one of the good things is we are inside of this reality field it's also sometimes something you know that it's quite challenging sometimes but it's also something great because inside of this, this reality field we can act and we are not so only solely uh dependent on beings outside but once we've made this once once we've manifested and created this new timeline together 
and decided for being on this timeline because it's already there. It's already there. We are just accumulating mental power and mental gravitation, uh, mental mass in order to shift our existence together to this beautiful timeline. And once that happened, Neil, the world is ours. The world is beautiful. It means that we can connect to, to other beings. We can see technology that we've never, ever seen. We can see wondrous moments. We can, uh, we can heal. We can heal the planet. All this technology is there. It exists. It's possible. Everything of this is possible at level four consciousness. When we realize that we go from Newtonian physics, where we go from a, point A to point B, into quantum universe into quantum universe that means we have the limitlessness of the universe for ourselves and i'm more than happy i always say to people like create your most beautiful garden create it and then invite your friends to show them inspire them and i want that i want that very much i want to see the most beautiful gardens of yours uh, of my beautiful most beautiful garden and then let's let's make this a beautiful experience Yes, yes, we can bring, we are bringing heaven to earth. And once we realize this quantum reality and that we're the creators of this reality, you know, I often say that we're actors on the stage that forgot we're acting, right? And we forgot we're the directors as well as the actors. So what's happening is we're moving from the, from the actor who forgot his acting to being the director and we can rewrite the script. We can change the code in the quantum reality and that's what's really happening right now. So a lot of the institutions and systems that don't serve this new script that we've been creating are crumbling. And some people are freaking out because we've been relying on this institution for so long that we don't see a world without it, in, in, including the monetary system, the economy and all of that. But these are necessary growing pains. Don't you think that just for in order for us to create this reality where we have new institutions, a new way of thinking and believing, a new form of spirituality that connects all of us rather than divisiveness of religion, right? These other institutions are going to have to crumble. So there may be a little bit of chaos in this process, right? Yeah. But it's absolutely. all perception. It's all about perception. It is. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not here to change any, uh, you know, power systems at all because uh, I've been planning on doing what I'm doing for, you know, 15 years uh, and, and I've, I've waited patiently to do this. So I'm more than happy that I, I can as exist and assist, exist and assist. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, I'm, I wouldn't, I would say that a lot, like almost all issues we have on this planet will solve itself once we reach a moment where we are a holistic society. And that means that we, we take certain priorities into consideration and then take necessary changes. Right. It doesn't, none of these ET beings will come here and say like, Hey, I mean, some would love to, right? Some would love to come here and say like, hey, we are changing the system and now you're all doing this and that. That's not how it goes. The policy and politics on this planet are a representation of the level of consciousness that the majority has created. And once we decide to, to become holistic, civil, uh, holistic um yeah, civilians of this planet and holistic beings and holistic, uh, yeah, residents of this planet. Once we do that, uh, we take the right decisions automatically. That's my belief. Yeah. yeah, 
So in essence, the only way we can make open contact with the outside world is to really create that contact within us, do the inner work to come to a place of peace and collectively together when we're at that frequency, we shift into this new reality where these systems will just be there for us anyway. Beautiful right. said, Neon. Yes, yeah. absolutely, 100% agree. And it's more important than ever because I could go through the 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 um, uh, the what makes manifestation and what makes reality changement, uh, in, you know, increasingly possible and all that kind of stuff. But one thing that is really important is that we, as beings that are already prepared for what's happening, and even if it's just you know, we have a responsibility for ourselves. But we also have a responsibility for our own reality. And that doesn't mean that, you know, uh, you know, we have to do certain things, but we have to come to a point where we connect, where we connect with these other aspects, these other, we build a community together. And that is super important. And then every individual can have their own way. None of us wants a, a unified universe where, where diversity is not a thing. Uh, we should want a universe where everyone is striving for their perfect, most beautiful garden and then invite people. And I think that is, that's just, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. Yeah. Incredible. And I'm super grateful for what you do and, and uh, the, the opportunity that we have here to speak about. Yes, thank you. I, I, you know, I love interviewing people. But I got to say, I was really, really excited for this one in particular because it's really full circle, you know, having this conversation, moving it from UFOs to ETs to who are these beings to the ultimate question or the ultimate um, solution, if you will. What does Ascension have to do? What does this have to do with humanity? And what is the world that we can create now that this information is coming out? And also, why is it coming out now? It's coming out because it's time. It's time for humanity to wake up. We have um, the tools that we need to really live in peace and harmony on this planet and create something magical. So it's about time that we do it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Tim, brother, thank you so much, brother. I really enjoyed this conversation with you. And we'll be back again next month. And everybody, we're going to be, I'll show you again just in a second. We're going to be um, at Glastonbury together next year, September and April 6th. The, the link to the webinar on April 6th is in the comments and also in the um, description of this event. So go ahead and tune in there. It's called 70 Years of Unacknowledged Extraterrestrial Contacts. So you're going to be seeing Tim quite a lot on Portal to Ascension. And... Um, we're going to have some great conversations. I already have so many ideas. There's so many things I want to go into with you. So thank you, brother. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. And thank the, uh, the community for, for watching uh, and the great work you do on Portal of, uh, to Ascension. Thank you, Neil. Thank you, brother. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to Portal to Ascension Radio. Be sure to visit portaltoascension.org to access our extensive library of presentations and sign up for exclusive content and connect with us on Instagram at Portal to Ascension. Now is the time that we've been waiting for and we exist to assist in laying the foundation for a new world that works for the upliftment for all of humanity. Until next time, continue the quest, push the boundaries of your understanding and we will all ascend to greater heights.